Welcome back, Cycling Oklahoma. Thank you so much for joining for another episode. Uh, We are back rolling. Like I said, we're going to do probably two episodes a month, roughly, uh, for the next few months to get this thing going again and kind of just get things uh, back on track. And so I have several uh, episodes set to record this next week, which are going to be really cool ones. Uh, And I've had several others reach out to uh, record episodes. So we're going to have some really good stuff coming over the summer. And I'm really excited about the guests that we have lined up. So um, it'll be fun. Stay tuned. Make sure you spread this around to your friends and let other cyclists know um, of all the really cool and amazing people that we have uh, riding around Oklahoma on two wheels. So uh, thanks again for joining in. This episode is is a fun one. Zane is a new uh, cyclist. I say new. I mean, he's been been doing it for about roughly two years now. Uh, me and Zane sat down and recorded this a couple months ago. So some of the stuff has some date to it, which I'm sure he's accomplished some of his goals that he had set out for himself at this point. But Zane's a really good dude. Uh, I've, I've known Zane's dad for a long time time and Zane comes to comes to the sport from watching his dad do it and we kind of get into that a little bit and it's really cool and some of the guys in the community have really helped Zane get get going in cycling and giving him some really good information but also inspired him to to be the go beat up on the old men that have (laughs) not not so much tortured him but given him a carrot um, to, to chase in his new young cycling career. I wanted to sit down with Zane because I thought it was going to be super fun to get someone who has a complete fresh view of cycling and has not been into it very long at all, but just kind of the enthusiasm and the excitement that Zane has for cycling and gravel is just super fun and contagious. I mean, the, the guy just absolutely is obsessed with cycling. Um, incredibly intelligent young man, uh, has, the world in front of him and is going to do really, really awesome things. Um, Zane and his dad are just great, great men. And and I was really honored for him to take time out of his schedule and sit down with us. So uh, Zane's got fun stuff coming in his life and the excitement that he has for cycling is very contagious. So I uh, hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, if you want to get on here or you have somebody that you want to recommend, please let me know. I would love to sit down and talk to them and get something lined up. But like I said, we have some really fun episodes coming and uh, I'm really, really excited for the summer episodes that we have. So thanks so much for sticking with me on this. And uh, we are back up and running and please share the word. And if you have any suggestions or feedback, let me know. But thanks again. And uh, without holding you up anymore, here's Zane. Zane, let's get rolling, buddy. Um, I know you're kind of like, I don't know what, what my podcast is going to be about, but I think that's exactly why it's the perfect podcast because a lot of the guys that we've had on here and girls that we've had on here have this like, you know, I've been doing this for 20 years. I've been doing this since I don't remember a time that I wasn't doing this, Right. but you're fresh. I am fresh meat. <laughs> yeah, a fresh meat. I like it. So you, um, you're new to the sport. So first off, people may not know you yet. Why don't you introduce yourself? Okay. Um, I'm Zane McLaughlin. If you don't know me, you can find me on pretty much any group ride. Um, I ride a lot of gravel up in Logan County. So, and uh, you might see me in Bentonville, Bentonville a few times. Huh. Who knows? What? Uh, and your dad rides. You yes. ride. Does anybody else in the family ride? No, we are the only two cyclists okay. in the family. He had a okay. Let's let's rewind before you became a cyclist because you were a high school athlete, right? Yes, so, I was a high school athlete. But before that, you 
name a sport, and I've probably played it. So You were pretty decent in high school, though, right? Yeah, I was a state champion tennis player. So Okay. Where'd you, where'd you go to high school at? Edmund North. Okay. So, state champion, uh, singles, doubles? I was a doubles player. Doubles, okay. Um, why did you not go try to play somewhere uh, in college? I did almost go play somewhere. I had offers to go play at Abilene Christian and uh, a few other schools, OBU, and um, one school in Kansas that kind of offered me like 14 grand to go play mm-hmm. and but it's a private school it's mm-hmm. like sixty thousand dollars to go <laughs> yeah. so yeah. i interviewed for a full scholarship and i said if i was to get a full scholarship i'd go play right ended up then i didn't get it so i kind of just was like i'll go to you and see what happens it's so, kind of close to home yeah so how easy you're what are you majoring in at OU? Uh, I'm an industrial engineer right now. And you're almost done? I'm almost done. Yeah. I got grad school, so okay. almost done. So you graduate undergrad in May? Yes. Okay. And then grad school, two years? Yeah, two years for my engineering grad school, and then probably another year for my MBA after okay. that. So what do you want to do with that? We'll just what do you want to build or oversee? I don't know. Maybe a bike shop. There you go. Who knows? What uh, Do you want to do? Do you kind of want to do something in the bike industry? Or still just kind of see what happens? We'll just kind of see what happens. Yeah. I mean, I just want all my credentialing done so I don't have to go back to school. Right. What made you get into industrial engineering? Um, kind of just always was an engineer and built things. So mm-hmm. I was like, maybe mechanical, maybe industrial. What's the difference between the two? I'm dumb when it comes to this stuff. <laughs> so um, Mechanical is more of like, I don't really know how to say it, but how your car runs, all this stuff, but industrial is more um, efficiency based on okay. how well you're running a shop, how well your production line is. So just some kind of more like logistics side of things. Yeah, the okay. logistics side. Gotcha. That makes um, sense. You think you want to stay in Oklahoma when you're all said and done, or that's a tough one. All my family's here, so yeah. probably something not too far away. Right, but. Gotcha. Bentonville, right there. That's my next spot. Well, my nephew um, goes to school at Arkansas, and he's in the business school there, and they have tons of opportunities for those young graduates when they come out with all the Walmart companies that are out there. So may not be in the bike world, but you can definitely get a good job out there and all the with all the resources that they have surrounding Walmart. So (laughs) it's not a bad place to go. Um, So what made you get into cycling? Oh, that's that's an interesting story. So, I mean, as everyone knows, my dad's a cyclist, been cycling since. Tell them who your dad is. Everyone knows JT McLaughlin. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I grew up around it. Um, I don't remember a time when there wasn't a bike in my house, but um, I never really kind of understood it. I would always, as a kid, think I was such a fast little had a little mountain bike mm-hmm. i thought oh I, we everyone and my friends on the block were like let's see if we can beat dad and he'd pull these road bikes out with 28s on them mm-hmm. and he'd give us like a, a minute head start around the neighborhood and about halfway through we're all just dying and uh he just fly by on his road bike. And we're uh-huh. like, how is he doing this? He had these special shoes that everyone, <laughs> no one knew what was going on. So, I mean, I was always around it, but I just never, like, understood it. And I went to a few of his triathlons, kind of mm-hmm. learned more. I met a bunch of cool people there. And then um, 
I played SAG crew at Rule 3 last year, and uh, we're kind of just standing watching podium finishes. We're watching the 100-mile podium finish, which is pacing, Mm -hmm. of course. And I'm just looking at my dad, and he's going, those guys sure do look like you. And I'm like, yeah, that one looks like me. He's tall, skinny. All of them are tall, skinny. I'm like, I want to do this. Like, let's do it. Like, And he's like, okay, we'll do it. And I've talked to him about, like, hey, let's get a bike. I'll come ride with you. You know, I know you want someone there. Because he rides a lot by himself. But he was like, all right, this was kind of his, like, let's do it moment. And so when his rule three is what march march i think yeah, yeah. so more after march um i got a bike around june and uh i was off to the races so you got a bike less than a year ago yeah less than a year ago but you are when whenever you like got going it was like full speed ahead i was totally full speed ahead yeah i was in love with the sport at that point i there's no other way to describe it. I was just, just obsessed it. with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just was super fascinating. Yeah. Of everything. There's so many different bikes, so many different combinations. I just see, you see something new every day, every group ride, you mm-hmm. learn something new, especially for me. Right. I got taught a lot because of group rides and the people I was mm-hmm. around. So I was yeah. Some out. of the people that you were around were not such good influences like Corey. Um, or like uh, like Mr. King. Yes, Mr. King. Mr. King. He's not a good influence on you, and he 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 talks about just wearing you out out on the gravel roads. Oh yeah, it's a story that me, I get. He wears me out all the time. <laughs> He's always uh-huh. on me about get on your bike, and uh-huh. I don't know if you'd say that's a good that's a good influence for me, but uh-huh. it's it. I think it's going to be a good. Um, educational program for you with all the guys that are running around on two wheels you'll learn a lot about the world yeah they push me to the breaking points Uh of myself and it's always yeah it's always like frustrating i remember when i first got into cycling and i'd go on these group rides and especially after i felt like i was getting fit i was like and i had no concept or no clue what i was (laughs) doing and i had no clue like who anybody was or who the fast guys were or their history or whatever. But I just remember going out on group rides and seeing these like big old dudes, like just hammer me every time we'd go up a climb. And I'm like, what is going on here? They're like double my size. They're more than double my age. And they just wear me out. That, that happened a lot to me. (laughs) It still happens to me. It still happens to me too. Uh It's not going away anytime Uh, soon. I remember the first time I ever rode hill jam. Mm hmm. And I was like, Dad, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ride Hill Jam. And he's like, Okay, you have fun. I'm not doing it. Yeah, I can't. I'm not ready. I don't want to do it. And Aaron's there with me, and he's got his stupid gravel bike out there on Hill Jam. And I have road wheels on, but I'm I'm very new. Mm-hmm. I think Hill Jam. I think I rode Hill Jam in probably what would that have been early August. So maybe two months riding. And there's a bunch of old dudes. Aaron's out there, and I'm like, yeah, I can, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm okay. I can probably hang. And we hit the first hot zone, and no one tells me, of course. Mm-hmm. And I fresh just, meat, man. We yeah, got. I, I think everyone in that group dropped me, except <laughs> maybe one person. Uh-huh. And that was a seldom defeat right there. Uh-huh. I had lost uh-huh. <laughs> finally, and uh, they did that to me the whole ride, uh-huh. every hot zone. 
and I had no clue what was going on until I got done and I was like y'all suck yeah you didn't tell me anything that was about to happen that's how you learn yeah it's kind of trial by fire in the cycling world oh it was definitely trial by fire and it's happened multiple times uh-huh. people not telling you oh here's where you go uh-huh. and just leave you in the dust <laughs> yeah well because everybody was there at one point yeah and uh-huh. so you know they do it as a as a way for you to kind of learn and as like kind of almost kind of initiation but nobody's gonna leave you out there to, to get hurt oh they didn't leave me out there to get <laughs> hurt they always regroup they'll but regroup but it's you know you gotta learn some life lessons they regroup and i'm not ready to go right and they're all rested <laughs> yep and then they just smash you again mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah death by a thousand cuts yep. um so you got a bike in june um and did you when you got a bike did you just kind of start riding kind of well let's start with this what kind of bike did you get well, I had the uh, All City Cosmic Stallion, mm-hmm. the uh, steel frame gravel bike, mm-hmm. which is bulletproof. It was bulletproof. It still is bulletproof. Uh-huh. But I started riding just kind of with my dad. He just took me out. He was like, I'm going to show you how to do it pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah. I rode flat pedals for, <laughs> I think, uh, maybe a month. Mm-hmm. Good and, idea. Um, then I went and clipless in kind of just there we yeah so did you uh so you got your bike in june when did you do your first event um my first event was august which uh that's a that was yeah that was gravel worlds that's an interesting did you do 70 so you had a got a had a bike for two months and you jumped into a 70 mile gravel ride yeah and my longest ride before that was 50 miles and i bonked at mile 25 so I was that sounds like a terrible idea. I was it was a great idea in the moment, but it ended up Usually here's the thing. I've learned this the hard way. It's always a good idea when you think of it the first time. Yeah, I, just, I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> you need to any I've learned very very hard that you oh man, that race sounds so oh, we should do this. Oh, that's going to be so much fun. Like let it marinate for a couple of days, like maybe a week or two mm-hmm. before yes. you sign up. Definitely do that. Yeah. But so I, uh, my dad was, I'm pretty sure he was sick or injured. One of the two mm-hmm. can't remember why, but he told me that, um, he had an entry to go ride gravel worlds year coming. And he said, just go do it. Like, you're going to be fine. You've ridden 50. I'm like, okay, but it's 70 plus. I'm not ready. And so me, being a dumb 21-year-old at that point, thought I could do it. And uh, I went to Kansas by myself. First race ever. No support crew. Nobody was with me. I stayed in Airbnb by myself again. And... uh, Aaron happened mm-hmm. to be there, but he was with some of the Stillwater guys. And um, we let out hard, and I stayed on whoever the the women's two-time champ, her wheel, for like three miles. And kind of stayed with the lead group for my, uh, through mile 10, and I had no idea how hard that was going to be. Mm-hmm and lost the lead group and decided that it was just time to ride my own pace Mm -hmm. and i ended up doing like 14 miles an hour Mm -hmm. and i finished it so how miserable was was it when did it start i knew how i know how miserable without you even telling me when did it start getting miserable um let's see 75 it was like 72 whatever um i bonked out i bonked at right after the aid station which was 50 
You bonked after an aid station? Yeah. Did you not get anything in the I aid did. station? I did. Were you I, just too empty at that point? You were too yeah, far gone? I was too far gone. I bonked all the way from 50 till about 60. I mm-hmm. bonked for 10 miles. I came to life at probably 62 after I was done with everything. A um, bunch of words that should not be said were said uh-huh. on the bike. Um, came back to life. Uh, hit, what would that have been? Probably 69, 70, mm-hmm. like two miles left. One big last climb. Legs started shaking. I'm like, this is about, I'm about to cramp on the last climb. And I'm not going to be able to finish because this is going to hurt too bad. Ended up not cramping by some crazy way and finished the race. So you but, didn't cramp all day? Uh-uh. Just... Depleted, just depleted, yeah. no energy. I just wanted off. How miserable was your drive home? Did you stay the I night? I stayed the night. Okay, that good. was that was a smart move on me. Okay, good call. I stayed the night. Um, I don't remember if I had my fit from you at that point. I don't think so. I don't think I had a no. fit. And your your buddy Aaron clearly left you and for you to fend for yourself. Oh, huh? oh totally. Uh-huh. No one no one was helping me. <laughs> Were you by yourself most of the ride? Oh yeah, oh. totally fighting headwind most of the ride by myself but you finished i did finish and uh aaron was sitting there watching me from the finish line Uh but and then i saw i got to see the uh the 150 finish like Mm -hmm. right after i finished so that's (laughs) yeah that's just demoralizing Uh those guys finished 20 minutes after you just rode 70 Uh and they're at 150 so i don't remember who won that i think it was i think it was strickland had a sprint but that was that was my first event after two months of riding so that was in august um and then did you do any more events or did you just kind of go all in on training and just trying to get fit um i rode a few more events i rode i don't can't remember what the next one was i think it was g3 was the next race i had Mm -hmm. the first one i rode the first one i felt okay i'd actually i was good since i had already rode 70 mm-hmm. i was like this is easy now mm-hmm. 100 kilometers what are 60 mm-hmm. 65 miles easy um that one hurt a lot it wasn't too bad skipped the second g3 um what, there was an event in between those rode the third g3 um i played sag at that g3 mm-hmm. sag on the bike mm-hmm. and uh then I ended up riding Big Sugar, mm-hmm. first ever century in Arkansas, and uh, that did not. That was. Um, did you finish that one? I did finish that one. Okay. So Luckily, do you have a DNF yet? I do not have a DNF okay. yet. But clearly, you need more rides in you. You need more events. <sighs> so you went from not having a bike in June to doing like five or six events before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm pretty sure. It was I think it's around five or six. Are you following a training plan at any point, or are you just kind of going out and winging it? I'm pretty much just winging it, and Uh I do have a little bit of a training plan after, uh, I think it was after Gravel Worlds, Mm -hmm. I had a little bit of a plan, but nothing too serious. I just, I was pretty much winging the whole thing. Yeah. Are you uh, beating up on your dad yet, or is he still beating up on you? Um, Be honest, because he's going to hear this. We have our days. Okay. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay. He knows what really happens, but uh-huh. we'll, we'll see. Okay. Um, I used to get beat up a lot by him, but 
It's better now. It's it's a lot better it's now. Better. Okay. So, do you ride um, most of your rides on gravel, or do you do any road riding? Um, I've been road riding a little bit. Yeah. But big main mainly big training rides are gravel rides. Gotcha. Like three four hours out Where in you- Logan County. Yeah. Oh, just all over Logan County. Yeah, pretty much. Um, take the G three rides oh, and okay. just ride those rides or um, the OKC gravel grinders routes. Yeah. Those, okay. That's my big training rides are up there. Gotcha. Um, but you got a shiny new toy. I do have a shiny new toy. St- so why don't you tell us about it? Um, the shiny new toy. It's not really shiny. It's matte. Mm-hmm. It's uh the new Echo from Allied. Matt Black, she's pretty. She's what ready. made you get the Allied over all the other gravel bikes that are out there? Well, you see, I live in a house where I had two Allied sitting right in front of me mm-hmm. every day, and um, I always put I always put the bikes on the bike rack. Mm-hmm. So I pick up my twenty six pound steel frame bike and go, oh, this is pretty heavy, and then I pick up these little carbon fiber Alphas, and I'm like, this thing is way lighter than my bike mm-hmm. no wonder he's faster right now <laughs> right now uh-huh. it's keyword, that was a key, while ago key phrase that was a while ago and so it's i don't know i, I talked to uh when, when i what would that have been when i was riding big sugar mm. i got to talk to andy mm-hmm. and um will the allied guy and i know my dad's friends with them so i was like you know the echo just saw it came out i was like i want that bike mm-hmm. i i thought of plenty other bikes mm-hmm. but it's yeah. an allied and how how many rides you got in on it you've only had it what like about a month i don't even think i've had it in a month i yeah. think i've had it like two weeks yeah thanks Loving to it. the snowstorm i uh mm-hmm. only have like five or six rides in it yeah love it love it yeah after it got fitted there you course. go now i love it good plug. now i love it uh what do you see the difference because i'm always interested um talking to people that are fresh into the sport or are new into cycling or new into like switching from multi-sport to cycling or whatever the case may be or into mountain biking but because you have such a fresh perspective on things you're not warped yet mm-hmm. what's the difference you've seen between the two bikes going from a classic geometry steel framed to this new everything's new technology like well i mean obviously weight is a big big thing but do you see much difference when you're riding with the weight like what do you see that the difference in weight i can i can feel the weight difference of i feel like my power i don't don't really want to say power but like i have better output on that bike i feel like i can ride longer and it's obviously i feel faster is it more comfortable or about the same i'm it's pretty comfortable i my steel frames uh that bike just i could get beat up and not feel a thing Mm -hmm. it's steel steel versus carbon yeah like it's a lot more dampening so the carbon the echo is a little bit less comfortable compared to steel okay but it's nothing i can't handle more responsive yeah it's way more responsive yeah i feel like it's like taking a i don't know what you'd say it's like taking an old ford mustang and you put yourself in a new ferrari right yeah yeah like <laughs> this thing's a little bit quicker and you can handle it way better than yeah. you think how does it feel climbing climbing we're pretty fast on climbing I yeah. but sorry for everyone out there but i love climbing everyone hates it i love it 
it's my it's my jam mm-hmm. i had people yell at me for climbing and dropping people mm-hmm. that was that's a fun story actually <laughs> okay but, go ahead and blast them who, who are we making fun of oh these are the texas guys oh okay i was um out riding a race in texas um the uh the rambler mm-hmm. in what that gainesville and um this is actually one of my favorite races well not really not a favorite it's kind of just a good race for me but um i'm in not the breakout but i'm in the peloton about sitting 10 bikes including me and we're all just kind of rotating and they rotate me up and i'm pulling up a hill and i just like normal hill speed kind of just how i do it spin up a hill and i look back and there's no group and i'm like where where did these guys go because i just crested over the hill they're gone and i just hear someone yell Ex- can you I, can cuss can if you want that? you he can said, say whatever you want he said f that skinny kid and i was like ah i see how it is now mm-hmm. and i drop back and they're all laughing at me and i'm like that's just like what i like to do and they're pit- not really pissed off they're just like screw you we hate you mm-hmm. you can climb better than all of us so then i rotate in and texas is flat so mm-hmm. they're not used to any type of hills but we're doing like 20 plus on gravel just flat and we had met i was sitting in that group till mile 47 47 i had like a 19 mile an hour almost 20 mile an hour average and i get a pinhole flat and it doesn't seal um pumping up with air kind of seals up i get to an aid station at 50 and i'm like i'll put more air in it i go to take my little valve unscrew the little cap and it snaps and I'm like oh, nice. I'm like this is how my day's gonna go now isn't it so um, obviously I lose the group cause mm-hmm. I've flatted mm-hmm. and um, I start ripping this wheel apart and this bike apart put a tube in it try and finish this is 70 miles I'm like I can do mm-hmm. I'm so close and uh, put a tube in it get going of course right after 50 it's all headwind and the the hills as we call rollers mm-hmm. were all in the back half so i get screwed my legs hurt because i just stopped for 10 minutes trying to fix a flat right and um obviously i can't ever catch that group again nope. so, so day lose, over yeah day over mm-hmm. i lose my top 10 finish at least i was gonna out sprint that group in a heartbeat <laughs> i had that maybe those old men were just setting you up letting you do all the work um well, I rotated in the back a few times, uh-huh. but I lost my, my top 10 finish. I was, once again, saying words that should not be said on a bike mm-hmm. and uh, still finished with a 17-mile-an-hour average, mm-hmm. and I had, like, an like 30 minutes of stop times. But it's overall, racing. I mean, I was so amped when I hit mile, like, 47, and I was like, man, I've got a good, good good time here like mm-hmm. if i keep with this group we're gonna be like done in like four hours like yeah. i was like this is gonna be amazing well they were they were yeah. <laughs> they and were done still in four on the hours the road. uh-huh yeah that happens so let's fast forward to to this year um i know you're gonna do a couple of big events this year um are you gonna do any like of the wheeler crits or any of that kind of stuff or are you gonna say strictly gravel 
Oh, that's a tough one for me. I don't know if I want to put um, the shiny new toy through a crit race mm-hmm. and not know how that's going to go. So why don't you set the steel frame up for that? Because you're not going to, like, for real crit race. You're just going yeah. down for the fun. Right. It's a practice race, and it's it fun. Is. And if you bail, if then I you bail. bail. Like, whatever. It's just for experience. Yeah. And that way, if you dump it, you're not going to tear anything up. I mean, you're going to dump, dump it. It's just it, a matter of when. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. That might be a... I mean, you put, might your, see me out put there. your jorts on and get in there with Alan and uh, Jeremy and oh yeah, roll around. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Okay. It's, there's a chance that might happen. There's a chance that might be on the Echo Racing. Okay. If we get if we get to that point. So you got a couple you got a couple of events coming up this spring. What name your top two or three races this year? Like what are the two or three that you're really wanting to to do well? In? Well, my number one's gonna be Mid South. Okay. Or yeah, Mid South. It's that's gotta be number one. Um other than that, I'm um probably gonna be another gravel world showing. What distance well. are you gonna do there? Seventy okay. again. Um I'm gonna actually get to ride that with my dad okay. and Aaron, so hopefully. Um pretty much those two mid-south's a big one for me okay. i we'll see if the weather holds well we'll see what we can do are you going out to do rule of three um i don't know yet okay. we'll see it will depend that'll depends and gravel worlds is in august yeah okay be in august. gotcha what uh what are you doing different in training now than you did <laughs> six months ago when you started well, I just, I ride more. I'm, do you do any kind of intervals or any kind of structured anything, or you really. just ride a lot? It's just endurance training. Mm-hmm. We're, my style is an endurance athlete, so everything's got to be, you've got to put a lot of miles down mm-hmm. to be able to do 100 or 70 and not, like, bonk at 50, as right. I did. What's, uh... Let's talk nutrition uh, and oh, hydration. Mine. What's what's one of the big things that you've learned in the past six months for about hydration and nutrition? Well, I can't give away all my secrets here. <laughs> well, what's some low hanging fruit that you can pass along to? What's I mean, but what's something? Because I know coming into this, it's so overwhelming. Oh, it's a lot. You have you don't know what you don't know until something well, happens to you until you bonk, right? Yeah. Until so you bonk. what what did you what have you learned that's keeping you from bonking? Um, take more than you need, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. The, Hydration uh, or nutrition? Everything. Okay. Everything you think. I usually will have my whole kit stuffed with um, extra scratch packets or those um, chews, whatever, the mm-hmm. cliff chews. But I run um, anything over 50. I'm going to run three bottles. Um, I'm going to run a feed bag. But so I, one bottles, the first first bottle is going to be full scratch, and then second bottle, same thing. I'm always running scratch in my bottles until my first three bottles. I run pure water after an aid station, just fill up the old bottles because sometimes scratch gets annoying and you can't drink it anymore. What's your favorite flavor of scratch? Oh, that's a strawberry lemonade. Okay, it's that's be. a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, what's uh. What about um, your favorite, like, as far as equipment choices, like you settled on the Allied, you got that. We were talking different wheel sets and stuff before we started recording today. Um, Coming at it with an engineering mind and background and and thought process, what's something that you've seen, like, technology-wise, it's like, that's really, really cool? Well, the new, 
since I'm so new, it's like kind of everything's pretty cool. Uh-huh. Um, electronic shifting. Uh, it's a love-hate relationship. You know, I'm going to hate it when I forget a battery or mm-hmm. one of them's not dead or one of them dies on me in the middle of a ride. But I think it's the thing I like looking at or working on is, um, I don't know. I just like, uh, have you learned how to take your bike apart and work on it yet? Yeah, I can, I'm can take my bike apart in five minutes maybe yeah pretty much do it all my my thing is uh i like uh working on chains i like to learn like so are you waxing your chain i wax my chain do you yes. do, do you take it off and do the whole like soaking yes. and all the things the whole all of what it what brand of wax do you use i use molten speed wax okay why so, that one um we either you either get there's pretty much two options in oklahoma molten speed wax or absolute black and I kind of just had molten speed, speed black. Oh God, <laughs> molten speed wax was more well, available to yeah. me. So and so you have to take it off. And I mean, it's for gravel. It's a long I get process. it. It's for gravel. I get it. And mountain biking, like it. Yeah, it is. I can't it say is, better. It's just it is better. It's just more less maintenance during the day. Yes, totally agree. But way more maintenance to do it. Maybe once you get it figured out, it's like. I could probably wax a chain in mm, 20 minutes. Yeah, but you, it's just taking it off and putting it back on. Like, I'm so lazy. Clamp. You got a little clamp to do it. I mean, yeah, I get it lazy. It's it's a thing, but... You enjoy you, the tinkering part I, of it, I though. enjoy, like, yeah. just kind of working on bikes in general. How often do you have to wax it? Uh, two to 300 miles. Okay. So that's three weeks for me. Right, okay. And 100 miles a week. Right. So what's your... Uh, What's your long ride right now? Like training ride? My long ride? Three so, to four hours. Okay. Do you so, go by hours or miles? Hours. Hours. Okay. Um, all about hours in the saddle. Yeah. That's all you can do, really. And, and then going forward, are you going to do mountain biking? Um, we're going to see about that. That's, um, I want to do Leadville. So okay. I'm going to need to get into mountain biking, I guess. Mm-hmm. So Leadville's not so much mountain biking anymore yeah it's not really but i don't mm-hmm. really want to ride in on hardtail and get no. beat up for 100 miles no that'd be miserable especially on an echo yeah that'd be awful um you possibly have some fun trips coming up this summer yes i will probably most if covid does not shut it down i'll uh-huh. be in europe from um may until the end of july you gonna do anything bike related while you're there i will get to see the end of the tour i'll be at the last stage that doesn't suck that doesn't suck no i'm staying in paris on the 23rd and the 24th so i'll get to watch them come and finish and that'll be cool then i'll fly home yeah what uh anybody who are you excited to see oh i just all of it just all of it i'm I like Vanderpool, so mm. I'm a big Vanderpool guy. Mm-hmm. Nice. But everyone knows Vanderpool. Uh huh. Yeah. What? Um, let's let's jump into. I know you have been cheating and preparing yourself for questions. Oh, he's he knows because I I listen to the podcast when I ride. Uh huh. And so I'm gonna have to change some of them up on you. So. Oh, you're gonna give me some. Let's fast jump into yards. He usually does this at the end. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're just going to jump in and see where it takes us. Yeah. Um, 
We'll do the standard. What's your favorite piece of equipment under 100 bucks? See, this is one I thought about for a very long time. Uh-huh. And I would say, like, my Giro, my Bravo gloves, but uh, it's just kind of basic. And I want something cool. But my Knight Rider light is it's mounted under my bike. You saw mm-hmm. it. That thing's... It's a, ah, there's so many, like my shoe covers, like uh-huh. those are good. Uh-huh. Okay. What's, uh, any of those outside of your bicycle price, not doesn't matter. What's your favorite piece of equipment? Well, are you saying biking? outside of the allied outside of the allied, mm-hmm. um, let's say accessory. Oh, accessory. I mean, it could be clothing, it could be whatever. Just not the bicycle. Just not the bicycle. That's a good one. Actually. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Let me think about this. Um, it's, not, it's not the bike. Mm-hmm. Can I pick another bike? No. Oh, Probably. Hmm. What do I use a lot? Probably my my hand pump. Huh. Okay. It's all. It comes in. It it comes in use a lot. Uh-huh. Maybe you should quit getting flats. Well, maybe it's not me. Maybe it's people. Clearly sounds like it is you. Well, maybe I help other people. Uh, I know. mm, mm -hmm. Or my uh, our bundle saddlebag. Oh, there you go. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, It completes the bike. Favorite place to ride? Um, Well, Bentonville, Arkansas. Obviously, that's number one right now. Okay. But... Are you talking Oklahoma? Oklahoma nope, I'm wise. not talking anything. I'm just saying favorite place to ride. Yeah, Bentonville. Okay. Wait till you get a mountain bike. Yeah. Um, well, I have land on the back 40, so. What's the... Uh, I know we, we give uh, Aaron crap, um, and he's a great dude. What's the best piece of advice that Aaron's given you? Or has Aaron given you any helpful advice? Um, well, I always get texts in the middle of races from people, and they pop up on my Wahoo, so... Mm. I get, um, Aaron always texts me, pedal bitch, and, um... <laughs> Sounds about right. My dad always texts me, like, keep going, buddy, or something. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that right there explains both so, of them so perfectly well. That tells you... Uh, it kinda, explains them. Yeah, it totally yeah. does, but... Uh-huh. That's pretty Aaron good. just told me that I need to, um, start... Fl- <laughs> no, this, this is my favorite piece of advice from Aaron. He says... I'll start riding the bike more when you stop flipping um, car tires and start flipping tractor tires. Mm. Okay. Yep. So and you better so, step it up. Well, I don't flip any tires. It's just a <laughs> metaphor because he doesn't ride like he should. Um, dream event. If you could ride any event, what would it be? Um, any event. Would it be Leadville? No, it wouldn't be Leadville. I'd ride the Tour. Okay. I'd ha- you have to ride the tour, or I'd probably ride the last stage of the tour. That'd be that'd be my one thing. Okay, um, here's one that I've recently added. If you could ride, go on a group ride, say mm-hmm. two to four guys outside of you, okay, dead or alive, who would they be? Anyone, anyone in history, anyone. That's a good. It one, could be actually. anybody. It could be your dad, or it could be. It doesn't have to be a cyclist. No, it could be whoever you want. That's a, that's a good one. So two to four. Two to four. Obviously, I'd have to bring my dad. Okay. And then, um, I know this might be contradictory, but I'd bring Lance Armstrong. Okay. Um, Aaron would obviously probably be on that ride. Aaron and Lance together, that'd be an interesting yeah, duo. that's why I would bring them. <laughs> and then probably yeah. one of my 
favorite athletes right now, I'd have to bring Sean White, oh. the snowboarder. Are you, do you, are you big into snowboarding? Yeah, I've been snowboarding since I was three, okay. so I've watched him win a ton of gold medals. So. You ready for the Olympics? I watched yeah. curling last night for like three hours. I know. I watched, um, oh, what was it? Moguls. Moguls was on, yeah. 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 So, Sean I love White, Sean White. Really? Yeah. Okay. Amazing dude. What do you, what make what do you like so much about him? I kind of I mean I just grew just up watching Sean White. Bad I was like, dude. He's a badass snowboarder. He is ridiculous. Yeah. He's insane. Um. I just don't know. That's a that's a tough one because mm-hmm. there's so many people you could bring. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you bring Lance? Because he's a cyclist. You got to be able to pick his brain and see how good he actually was. And be I mean, like, dude. Show me what you got. He I mean, was the best. He was the best. They He's all the cheated, best of the so, best. Yeah. When, when like, everybody's cheating, it's even. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to sprint out here, and you come sprint and see how fast you can pass me. Mm-hmm. Well, it'd have to be Lance in his prime. Oh, okay. Lance, that's fine. Yeah, you can. Especially, have- like, when he was doping and all that stuff. So. Right, just to see what kind of a freak it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got to see that. He's He was insane. Uh-huh. Have you, uh, have you ever seen the documentary called Icarus? Not you need to that. watch it. it just just go home and watch it i think it's on netflix okay. or it used to be um it's about a guy who does a documentary um it goes down some crazy rabbit holes and it ends up not where it starts um but he is a top like kind of amateur cyclist yeah. and he does um he experiments with doping to see oh, how much it changes things uh-huh watch it so that's your work. that's your homework for this weekend is watch Icarus does it actually work is a real question I'm not telling you anything and I don't want to ruin it for anybody you just have to watch it okay it's incredible if I become an amazing cyclist you know why because you watch that documentary because I watch that documentary love Lance okay got yeah. it noted um, I mean I, I Lance Lance is Lance. You can either love him or uh-huh. you hate him there's not really an in between I agree I give him credit because he was they were all doing it and they were and he just happened to get caught they all got caught well, they he all was did. just a dick about it yeah <laughs> yeah um, it just shows what are some other good ones I thought of a whole bunch that I just never wrote down um, what's your advice to a new writer so somebody say someone is in your shoes you know maybe graduating college you know or you know let's say under 25 wants mm-hmm. to get into cycling what would be your number one piece of advice that you would give them um, my number one piece of advice is find just like a small group of people that always are like ready to ride and, you know, just ride with them, like go on a group rides, mm-hmm. go on group rides. They're fun. You meet a lot of people. You learn a lot. That's how I learned. I mean, I had a great teacher who'd ridden road bikes over 20 years, mm-hmm. but for someone who doesn't have that, just talk to your bike shops and see what you can find what's uh some of your favorite group rides around well tuesday nights with capital obviously they're they're a and b group um not really in the shape right now to ride a group because uh just kind of been sick and thrown some injuries around but um that's a good one hill jam on thursdays once that comes back um which right now is the paseo ride Mm. so if you haven't ridden that one it's like i think it's 16 to 18 pretty chill pace usually only like four or five guys usually ride it mm. um I'm trying to think tuesdays do you ever go up and do uh guthrie bike night yeah guthrie bike night obviously yeah that's, that's an, a great that's one. a fun one that's a great one yeah um 
they usually do that one. I can't remember what time. Six thirty. Six. I think something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, we used to ride in the dark with them. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a little freaky. Gravel in the dark is gravel. not. It's a little. It'll freak you out. Uh-huh. But um, that one's fun. That's Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Um, any of the gravel grinders, the OKC gravel grinder, um, they do Saturday. They'll usually start noon ish. Okay. Around that time. It used to be 8 a.m., but it's too cold for that. Yeah. Um, Stillwater has a bunch of good good rides, obviously. Right. Monday night. Wednesday Worlds. Aaron King told me that's fun. Mm. And I haven't been up there in any of their stuff. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much yeah. my all the group rides in Oklahoma that yeah. are OKC-based. Yeah. Are you a beer drinker? Depends. What's your favorite? Who's listening? No. Oh. No. It depends on if I'm racing in what's your favorite beer i'm a college kid so natty oh, light tough no bud light Ew, those are nasty stone cloud light that's not college kid beer yeah i know that's, no that's, college kid beer is keystone okay college kid beer is bush light natty yes. light keystone right and ultra so uh-huh if we're ultra that's fancy yeah yeah well uh-huh. my fraternity had ultra so Ooh, fancy kids he had some fancy stuff yeah. and miller light so oh uh, yeah yeah if we're talking college beers it's ultra okay but if we're talking like normal beer big kid beer big kid beer i'm probably gonna go with stone cloud light okay stone cloud your favorite brewery that's mm, oh there's so many good ones mm-hmm. around here actually probably yeah stone cloud yeah, it's pretty Just good. Just because we get to ride with Trey. He's there you a, go. He's a homie. Um, okay. Well, is there anything else that we didn't cover? that, like, I know you have some stuff that you may have wanted to, yeah, to bring I'm, up or go over, like some of your rides or events that you got planned. Since Ryan decided not to ask me what my hardest event was, I'll go ahead and tell well, you I thought we <laughs> discovered it whenever you almost died at Worlds. Well, you I did one harder died, than that. But I finished. I assumed um, that was it. What's your, what, what is it? My... Uh, so mentally, the hardest ride I've ever been on has is Big Sugar. Mm, why was it so hard? It's a hundred. It's a century. Mm-hmm. I've never ridden a century in my life. Mm-hmm. But um, and a century for people that aren't into the gravel thing and think like, man, I'm gonna go ride hotter than hell. It's a hundred, or I'm gonna do I will be doing whatever that. event it is. It's a hundred. A hundred on road and a hundred on gravel is significantly different. Yeah, it it really is. Um, to do a hundred on gravel is, uh, I mean, it took me right under eight hours to do a hundred on gravel mm-hmm. with all my stops and everything. What was the elevation out there? Like just where we were sitting? No, or like how much climbing we for the for the ride. Um, I think we were at almost eight thousand. Okay, but that's that was pretty normal. But um, Big Sugar was was brutal for me because I started off in the morning. I think it was a. 7 a.m. start pretty early I'm, I'm i'm an early person so the start wasn't bad but it was cold and i had um leg warmers and a long sleeve and a jersey on so i mean and a, a vest on so i was like ready to kind of be cold for a little bit and um we're like we're, we hauled ass through mile 35 mm-hmm. the first aid station was at 35 like we were i think we were 15 minutes off the lead group mm-hmm. so we were rolling and so i got hot and I'm, I'm hot now and i'm like 
look up weather's like uh, weather's fair we're okay so i shed everything i throw my leg warmers i'm just in shorts and a jersey now no long sleeves i went to a short sleeve jersey and i pull out at the aid station and i just see a huge storm cloud roll in and i'm like this is gonna suck so i got rained on from mile 35 until 45 mm-hmm. for 10 miles and i got so cold I'm shivering. I can't pedal. I can't feel my, feel my feet. My hands are frozen. And I'm pulling a group at like 25 miles an hour into the rain. Can't see. My eyes are just getting pelted because I can't see out of my glasses anymore. Mm-hmm. And so the rain stops. I make it through 40, 45. I hit 50. I'm okay at 50. But I start heating up again through, I think it was 60. I actually never bonked in that century, which was surprising. That's good, yeah. But I hit 60, and another freaking rain cloud comes in. So I get rained on from, like, 60 to 70. So I get cold again. It's like I can't get warm on this ride. And so mentally, I'm just mm-hmm. done Are you by 70. yourself at this point, or you're still with the group? I'm by myself. Yeah. I rode this. I rode with my dad mm-hmm. on that ride. And um, uh, he, was, he was hurting, and he was like you need to just go because I can't keep up with you right now. And I was like, okay. And you know, when someone says, leave them alone, you leave them alone. That's true. Mm -hmm. So he told me to leave them alone and I just left him. That's Uh, a good piece of advice for new riders. Yeah. If someone, (laughs) if someone is hurting at like whatever mile they're at Mm -hmm. and they just tell you to leave them alone, just do it. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Because you sit there and try and talk. It's just going to piss them off even more. Mm -hmm. So I left him and, um, I made it to 75, last aid station, and I'm looking at my elevation going, okay, I'm at 6,000 elevation, and it's only supposed to be a 7,000 elevation ride, but I'm at 75. And so the next, right out of the aid station, there's like a 1,000-foot climb, or like maybe not 1,000, 500-foot climb. So I get burned up there, burn up a second one, and we're at like, 7,000 in less than a mile and I ended up riding like 8,500 8,000 elevation or something Mm -hmm. and I finished a century but they put a huge climb at like mile 101 Mm -hmm. and so same thing that happened at Gravel Worlds I'm like don't cramp at the last mile Mm -hmm. but I finished it and um, mentally just getting rained on twice just kind of took everything away from me yeah and i was okay i think my average was 13 or 14 mm-hmm. on that ride just a long day it was a long long day mm-hmm. and after i left my dad there was no one i was by myself right for, from mile 50 on and when you're in a bunch of pain and mentally like not into it being by yourself sometimes it's good and sometimes it's like the worst thing ever yeah i i see when i ride when I race, I don't race with headphones. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, how do you do it? Well, I just like to listen to the sound of like my wheels and the gravel. And I can hear like when stuff pops and if I need to be worried about it or not. But I yeah. don't listen to music. You don't ever listen to music? Not when I'm, ri- not when I'm I racing. Take, I take my headphones with me and I don't put them on until... Sometimes I never turn them on. Yeah. Most training rides, I don't use them. But in an event, if it's... I will take them with me for those times where it's just like 
man, I'm just fried. Mm-hmm. And that's same what I do with my like caffeine. Like I'll take something, yeah. you know, and I only use it when it's like all hell's broken loose yeah. and that's the only thing I can I just need a distraction yeah. and so that's kind of how I use that stuff as kind of um, as almost like a technique instead of just having right to to, to just suffer to enjoy it. you know yeah it's a it's a distraction yeah I, t- I take my headphones to every race mm-hmm. and they most of they go with me on every race but I only use them to um, like call people yeah like if someone calls me they'll I'll put them in and answer I think um, Aaron called me on Big Sugar, and uh, I didn't answer. And then, like, I was at like ninety nine point eight, and I put my headphones in. And I called him, and mm-hmm. I was like, "I just hit a hundred, you motherfucker, <laughs> you mother effer." And I was like, "Suck it, dude!" And he was like, "You got it, buddy. Keep going." He's like, "I'm proud of you," and that's like the one thing he'll say. He told me he was proud of me at that point. And I was like. All right, I made I, it. I earned some respect on that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Let me, I thought of a good question to get you out of here on. This is a good one to wrap up with. Okay. You said you listen to podcasts whenever you, um, whenever you're writing. Give me your favorite two or three podcasts. Oh, that's tough because clearly cycling Oklahoma is number one. Let's just, you, I mean, yeah. So that's not even a question. That's that's well, for, I listen to cycling Oklahoma most of the time so, when I'm riding. So what are your what would be another two or three podcasts that you that you like? Um, so obviously I like to listen to uh, Dave Asprey and mm-hmm. his uh, any of his podcasts really mm-hmm. help me, and that's pretty much since it's either I'm listening to that music or cycling Oklahoma. Mm, no so, other ones, huh? No, I have okay. a, a strict little regiment. What do you like about Dave Asprey? Uh, just very insightful. Like it's it's stuff that you don't read on the news, and you're never going to see it on the news. Mm. So if you, I mean, most people don't even know like ozone therapy, any mm. of that stuff. And I'm like, it's insightful to me because mm-hmm. I just a way to look at things in a different way. Yeah, it sheds a light on different things. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously, cycling Oklahoma, you got to listen to that, well, especially duh. when you're riding. <laughs> I mean, they yeah. make me laugh. Some Who's of a them. couple of people that uh, have surprised you and/or you learned something about that you would have never thought on cycling uh-huh. Oklahoma on the podcast? Uh-huh. Schlegel, I've, uh-huh. I've met Schlegel. Uh-huh. I've, but you didn't know. I, since you're new to it, you didn't know all the stuff. I was stuff. at um, Pro Am in I think it was 2018 when he was when it was right by his shop, mm-hmm. and I met him but I didn't know who it was. Mm-hmm. And now I go back and I'm like, I remember him like so vividly. I remember the shop, mm-hmm. everything. He's going to love no idea. that you're bringing him up and he's getting a shout out on the podcast. He loves it when everybody, we wrote on Sunday and he's like, man, so many people mentioned the shop and stuff. And so he's going to, he's going to love that you're, you're bringing him up. Yeah. I, I love listening to that one. Um, Evans made mm-hmm. me die. I was laughing my ass off about, um, we're just a bunch of dudes in neoprene and mm-hmm. bibs chamois and all that true. stuff. Like, yeah, it just gives you a different perspective right there. Yeah. Like, cool. You don't have to be an no. asshole on the bike. You, no. We all look the same. Dumb. It's dumb. We it's all look dumb, dumb on a bicycle. We, we, we all, all just not be dumb on the Even bicycle. Even though how we think we look good. We <laughs> yeah. No. yeah, you think you look good. You're still young. Uh, wait, just well, give it time. Uh-huh. Maybe. Just give it time. <laughs> maybe. Zane, I appreciate you taking time out today. Um, coming and chatting and I know you were kind of a little worried about it, but I, I love a new cyclist and how much like passion they have for the sport and like excitement because, yeah. you know, we, 
people that have been in it for a while just get to the point where it's like, yeah, I'm just going to go ride my bike. Like, it's just like, what to do. But you're like so pumped about it and all yeah, the, and all parts fun. of it. It's awesome. It's all fun. You just ride your bike. Mm-hmm. It's it, an escape for me. Yeah. It's, a, it's an hour, two hours where I don't have to think about anything and I can ride however fast or slow I want. Mm-hmm. And just do it your way. I, I, I just, some people like to like, they got to put up the good numbers, all that stuff of like, I got to have this 19 mile an hour average so people see it, but that does no one's cares. No, one cares. no, no one's, one's really look, looking. No one's looking at your average. No, unless you're like one of the fast guys of like, and still maybe no one. maybe Chad or Dempsey or, mm-hmm. or someone like Evan, anybody, I might look at your average and be like, yeah, that was fast. But anyone, I don't care. I mm-hmm. I know none of us are like. Oh, he rode it 12 miles an hour. He was being slow that day. Nope. No. And I'm not, no one's going to say anything. No, I agree. I so agree. That, that stigma just needs to be broken. Yeah. And it's, it's fresh and exciting to see new people come into the sport that have that mentality and not mm-hmm. this old school, like crap, old school roadie mentality where things are so. Yeah. The roadie mentality like pretentious kind of thing it's just it. more gravel and just cool and just go ride your thing and do your thing so yeah. i i love that so go ride gravel if you want to meet some really cool people i like it let's end with that one thanks buddy thank you